0: Well, welcome back on This is Week 3 of Living All for Jesus. And I I hope you've been encouraged by what we talked about, believing, belonging, becoming, that Jesus loves you. He really loves you. And now we're going to be talking about spiritual growth. Now, spiritual growth is one of those kind of mystical things. Like, uh, you know, when I go to the doctor, he never celebrates my size. He always celebrates my health. He never goes, oh, Pastor Scott, you've grown so much. No. He doesn't do that. He celebrates my health. So but spiritual growth is one of those things. It's about being healthy. It's about growing to be like Christ. Listen to this passage. For we know that that and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purposes. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Wow. So that his son might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. God wants to work all things together for good so that we can become like Jesus. Verse 28, with its great comfort when it talks about God loving us and having a relationship for us and working all things together, is followed by the purpose of God, the promise of God is followed by the purpose of God that we would become like Christ. So in all these things, he's working together the good, and the good is that we would become like Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I have to come to the realization that God is so loving and good that he would never ask me to do anything that he wouldn't empower me through his Holy Spirit to, to do. He wouldn't ask me to become like Jesus if he weren't going to help me, okay? That he wasn't going to empower me to do that. Paul said it this way, he who began the good work in you will be faithful to complete it. That God started this work. I came to Christ because of God's woo, and now he's kept me in Christ, and now he wants to lead me to become like Christ. Now, I grew up in a pretty traditional church. Now, I would not pretty, it was very traditional. And uh, every week, we'd get a Sunday school offering envelope. And on that Sunday school offering envelope would be little boxes you checked. You know, read my Bible daily, attending church, and, uh, you know, and, and all that, these boxes, these boxes i check, 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 check. And uh, I'd lie, check them all. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, it, that wasn't spiritual maturity. That was legalism. I'm sure it was created with the mindset of helping people become like Christ, to grow spiritually. But what it was about was about information. Now, I know some people who know so much Bible, but they're mean as two-headed snakes. That's not becoming like Jesus. That's just filling your head with knowledge. What God wants you to do is to not have knowledge gauged by your attendance or your knowledge, but gauged by your character. That I see like Jesus, hear like Jesus, think like Jesus, speak like Jesus, have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. So, understanding that, what does that mean? It, it it takes a there's there's a big leap of thought here and a deeper commitment. Literally, I have to commit from a desperation of heart, a declaration of my heart, that I'm going to become like Jesus. And that's what he wants me to become. I will grow spiritually and I will become like Jesus. Paul said it this way. Not not that I've already obtained this or I'm perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize and upper call of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3, 12 through 14. This week, we're gonna look at spiritual growth. And that's part of this catechism that I've been talking about. Now, some of you, when I, every time I say catechism, you lose your mind. That's okay, you know. It's okay. It's a process of becoming like Christ. You've got to be born again for that process to start. You have to belong to Jesus. You have to give him your life. But this week, we're going to dig into what it means to be changed, to become like Christ. And we'll take a deep look at what Paul said to the church at Colossae in Colossians chapter 3, And I think it's going to be epic because God is not interested in your attendance or your knowledge, but in your character to become like Christ. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for what you're going to say to us as we lead into this passage today. And I pray that it'll not be my thoughts or my words, but yours. And I thank you for what you're going to do in and for and through us. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, before we jump into this, this talk as I look at, at uh, this passage of Scripture, what I wanted to do is to encourage you to take advantage of the resources. Did you download the field guide? Are you walking along that process of the, the Scripture memory and the verses we give given and the questions we have? Are you taking advantage of that? Have you downloaded the QR code to go through our next steps, process, and classes? Take advantage of that. Did you step into membership? If you haven't done that yet, you can do that. Take those steps. Are you in a group? Do that. Do you need to be baptized? Let us help you with that. Take those next steps. Don't forget to do that. And always remember to be generous and to give. You can click on that button and give. I had someone ask me the other day, said, Pastor Scott, how do I give? I said, we made it so easy. You, through mail and through electronically, you can do it any way. And remember this, we are not after your money. We're after your heart. And the money we give goes to do the good in the world that needs doing. So just remember that. We are the mission of God. Now let's jump into this. Spiritual growth starts with transformation. That's where it starts. Until you're born again, you can't grow. And I've already said that, but I want to reiterate that. Listen to what Paul says. Since you have been raised to new life in Christ, since you have, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of highest honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. When we're born again, that birth leads to a new life. It's not a cultural passing, but a spiritual transformation. Now, I grew up in a church that at the right time, I needed to walk the aisle and give my hand to the preacher, my heart to the Lord. I needed to do that and then be baptized. And I didn't need to be no longer a little hellbound heathen, degenerate. But I needed to be a baptized heathen, and it was really a rite of cultural passage. But it wasn't about transformation. Now, I know it's well intended, and I know the decision I made at seven was valid even now that I'm older than seven. But the thing is with it, it's about this transformation, about this decision that we make to give our lives to Christ that is propelled by the Holy Spirit. We have to be born again. That means my heart then shifts. It's not a pie in the sky, sweep by and by, but the reality of Jesus is now the Lord of me, I've raised the flag that King Jesus has inhabited, the castle of my heart. I've said to him, I belong to you. The reality that Jesus is Lord, that starts removing the cultural and it moves it to the intentional. I make that decision. Christ is worthy of my whole life. All that I do, all that I am, Jesus, I'm yours. I belong to you. And that's why Paul says, since you've been raised to a new life, set your sights on the realities of heaven, not the troubles of this world. Shift your thinking all for Jesus, not all about you. That's the first step of spiritual growth. Now, in that, you've got to watch out for spiritual elitism. We often think that, um, that the creepier things are, the more spiritual they are. Well, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes we cause things spiritual they're just flat out creepy, you know, like barking like dogs and rolling the aisles and you know and all that kind of stuff. It's not spiritual, it's just creepy. Now some of you are offended by that. That's okay. You can email Pastor Scott Tidwell. Scott at fpcwimberly dot com. He'll answer your questions. He's an online campus pastor. But we we when, often what we do is we confuse people that are far away from God. Who, who really are confused by our craziness. Uh, take a deep, deeper look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and, and dive into that for yourself. Paul said that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So what, in that spiritual transformation, it doesn't need to be about the knowledge we have, but the love we have. And because we've been raised with Christ, we set our sights on heavenly things, not earthly things. Um, now, we did a staff exercise not long ago. It was kind of interesting. And we asked this question, what do we want FBC Wimberley to be known for? What do we want it to be known for? There's one thing we'd say we'd known for. And this was the overwhelming response, that we were loving, that we met needs. That was it. We're loving, and we met needs. And, and that study was done a few years ago, and now you know what we're known for? Loving and meeting needs. We're loving and meeting needs. Because we become what we're transfixed on to become. And what Christ wants us to become is loving and meeting needs. Huh. Set your sights off for Jesus. That's the first step of spiritual growth. Now here's the next step. You are dead to the old, no longer exist. For you are dead to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. You die to yourself, your former self, you're gone. And that's a big deal. Listen to this. Your old self has been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Your life is hidden with God in Christ. Wow. The covering of God, the protection of God. He's covered, you with your, he's covered you with his righteousness, not your righteousness, not your behavior. He's covered you. My old life is gone. I have a new life now to be lived. Spiritual growth is understanding. I'm fixing my eyes all for Jesus, and I'm living this new reality and this new life. And, and what about the stuff of glory and revealing? Or what does that mean? That means this. As I live my new life, I'm living to make Jesus famous. Now, i to be talking about that on October 31st, about living to make Jesus famous as we conclude this series, Living All for Jesus. That I shift my thoughts, that life is not about me, it's about Jesus. Spiritual growth is about showing the world what God can do through a broken person, me. I am, you are a trophy of God's grace. Shifted View to heavenly things shifted life from the old to the new. So then I live differently. I'm changed. Now, in our catechism I teach in our next step, I talk about spiritual growth and I talk about the practicality of how do you have a quiet time? How do you read your Bible? How do you have a, a God time? We call it God time. How do I do that? How do I pursue spiritual disciplines? What do I do? But I want to give you just kind of that big picture now of living differently. Listen to this. So put to death the sinful and earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was was still a part of this world. But now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off the old sinful nature and its wicked deeds. Wow. Now, this was written to people who had no moral boundaries or more moral compasses. Their society was wide open. Deception was considered a virtue. Really, being elite, was actually being humble, was considered a character flaw. And God comes along and he throws us into this new ecosystem of living that we're to live differently. Put off that stuff and live this way. It's amazing. Now, listen to me. You can live socially and morally acceptable and still not belong to Jesus. You can be a good person and still not belong to Jesus. But you cannot be biblically moral unless you belong to Jesus because he has to live in you. Huh. So what do you do? You put on the new nature. You live in the new reality. You shift your focus. You live differently through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's spiritual growth. So, Scott, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that when I come to Jesus, He empowers me to live all for Him? Yes. That's what I'm telling you. It's not about you. It's about Him. And as you give more and more of yourself to him, the more and more you become like him. And how do you do it? By disciplining yourself to focus on him and not on you. And I do it best by focusing on his word. Wow. So put on the new nature to be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. And that's uh, Colossians 3:10 through11. So it's the intentionality of taking off what's old and putting on what's new. And this is a great word picture found out through Scripture that when Adam and the woman sinned in the garden, God covered them with animal skins as a symbol of him covering them with his righteousness. When the uh, prodigal son comes back, they cover him with a robe of righteousness. In Revelation, those who will be standing around the throne of God will be clothed in garments white as snow. Paul uses this great illustration of covering. I'm taking off the old, and I'm putting on the new. That's amazing that I allow the Holy Spirit then to renew my mind, to renew my heart. Wow. The great reformers of Protestantism would retell their stories of life change over and over and over. Paul did the same and you should do the same. Boy, I could tell you so many times how God rescued me, how God empowered me, as God has helped me. He is so faithful and he is busy, busy, busy making me like Jesus and you as well, because I belong to him. Your story is powerful, and your story of God working in you is powerful. It's powerful, and you should share it to those around you. Your life literally preaches about who Christ is and how he's grown them. I grew up with a dad who was serious about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus saved him, and Jesus was growing him. <laughs> my dad wasn't afraid of anything, wasn't intimidated by anybody because he lived in such the face of Christ that even when he died, he said, it ain't nothing but a little dying. How could he live that way? Because he was transformed by the love of God, empowered by the spirit of God, decided to live for the glory of God, and now abides in the presence of God. That's spiritual growth. That's what God wants for you. So what are you going to do with this talk? Are you going to listen to it academically? Are are you going to let it change your life? What are you you going to do? What needs to be renewed and rediscovered in your mind? Maybe you've committed your life to Christ, but you've not done anything with it. What are you doing? Maybe you're still living like the old person. What are you doing? What steps do you need to take? Not in legalism, but in power and of love to become more like Jesus. Your decision today will shape your destiny of tomorrow. Your decision today will shape your destiny of tomorrow. Huh. Will I become like Jesus? And the answer is, well, I need to. And because I need to, I will for the glory of God. Will you? Will you? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you've said to us through your word today. And I pray that uh, we'll not just be hearers, but doers. And we'll take the next steps we need to take, uh, whether it's uh, stepping into a group, stepping into membership, being baptized, giving our life to you, whatever decision we need to make, reaching out, becoming a part of a group. Um, we'll take those next steps. And I pray, Father, that you'll use this talk today to help people be aggressively, mold and taking their next step. And I pray this in your son's strong name. Amen.